Aloha and welcome to Mom Interrupted. This is a podcast where you can find all those conversations you never got to quite finish. The aim of this podcast is to bring you a wide variety of healing modalities and wisdom from special guests as well as myself. The point of all of this is so we can continue to grow and heal and discover all different parts of ourselves while showing up as an attached and committed parent. I want to show my listeners that you don't have to lose yourself to be the best mom. It actually helps to continue to find yourself. I'm Courtney, your host. I'm the mom of five amazing children, as well as an intuitive parenting coach and a health and wellness advocate. I hope you enjoy the show. Aloha! Welcome to Mom Interrupted. Thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. This is a extra special bonus that we're adding on for as long as it feels good for Miss Grace Taylor and I about a bonus Friday, just like conversations of the collective, like what's coming up for us in our week, what's coming up in the wider world, how do we view it, and like, you know, you might be tuning in and love it, you might be like, this is way too out there, I'm not going to listen to the Friday conversations, however you like, take it or leave it, but we love to just like dive deep into what we think about things, what we feel about things, tap in with our intuition as the world is getting crazier, and um So we're really excited for this, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. And we thought that this morning, the the beautiful presidential debate was last evening, and it got us thinking about different timelines, different timelines in our life, different timelines in the life of the world, and we thought that that would be a fun topic for discussion And so I'm going to let Grace pop on and kind of tell you about timelines because I'm assuming some of my listeners are like, yep, timelines, got it. I know what you're talking about. Awakening, got it. Know what you're talking about. Transformation, on it. But I'm going to let Grace give you the, you know, timelines for dummies version if you're like, what? Timelines? What are you talking about? Because it's such a cool concept to empower you in your your world and in your life and in your reality. So take it away, Miss Grace Taylor. Thank you for being here. Oh, what? Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation. I love every time we speak, we just seem to get so much from each other. So it feels really good to just be able to have these conversations. I love, I love, I love being here. Um, Timelines. I think it's a really awesome question that you're asking me to explain to the audience today about timelines, because I work as a psychic medium professionally and timelines or the concept or the understanding I think can really help everyone if they are interested in seeking out psychic advice or uh, a reading, it is helpful to have this understanding because essentially timelines are the shifting possibilities, availabilities of events and occurrences that are going to happen in our lives. And so you could think that, you know, we are currently always on one timeline and that those occurrences, events, future possibilities could always be shifting to different timelines. So when someone comes to a psychic and they say, you know, my, my lover left me, you know, will he come back? Sometimes genuinely (laughs) I tap into it. And the answer is, I don't know, because there's free will involved. And in one timeline, he does come back. He chooses to come back. And on another timeline, he chooses not to. So that's why I think the concept is really just a very empowering one to understand that 
There is future events that are quote unquote destined to occur, but we also have free will choices that affect that destiny or those things that can happen and unroll in our lives. And that's where we can really understand that each moment, each present moment is so impactful and important to what we're trying to create. And that's why so many wise spiritual people say it's never too late. And they really mean it because if you truly have intentions in a now and you are ready to uh, move towards something that you thought was never, it was never accessible to you. If you have that intention and you're able to shift these timelines, like we're talking about and to have that be a possibility for you. I truly believe that. I love that. Does that make sense? It makes, <laughs> no, no, it makes a lot of sense. And like, if I gave like a quick analogy, it would be thinking of times mm-hmm. that I've moved in my life. When I've moved, mm-hmm. I have literally physically stepped into a different reality. The surroundings are different. The people are different. You know, I moved from the north down to the south. So even the way of speaking was different. Like, and so when I, those are like visceral timeline jumps that everyone's aware of, right? You're, it's, you're very aware that you've jumped into a different reality. But if we think about the, the preparation to get there, the deciding to move, the looking for the place, those are all active steps that we're taking forward to jump a timeline. And it can be a physical timeline shift, or it can just be, you know, um, um, an emotional timeline shift or, or an yeah. ending of a relationship is a timeline shift. You were on a timeline together. Now you are shifting into a different space where that person isn't in your reality anymore. Or they are, or having a child, like we, we were talking about previously is like, sh- now you've shifted in the timeline of being a parent, you know? And so it's just a, it, the way, the reason why I like it is it puts so much empowerment that free will piece mm-hmm. that you're talking about into our hands, that we have a choice on these timelines. So I have a question for you. If we believe that there's free will and we all, we have a choice on what timeline we're going to be on and we have the power um, to jump them. What do you think about, do you think there's any, um, like I have my own opinion on this, but I want to know yours. Do you think there's like events that are consistent no matter what timeline you're on? Or do you think everything is mutable? I love this question, especially as we mentioned coming off of the debate that we all watched last night. (laughs) We're all thinking about (laughs) we've got it on the brain, massive events that could or could not be occurring for our our country and our world and on the world stage. And just for context, too, I don't know when this is going to be released, but we watched the September 29th debate because I know there's more coming up. So this is the very first first one one. (laughs) to kick off. Who knows knows, um, what the subsequent debates are going to bring to the table. But um, I believe that that's such a good question. I don't think that there are events that just have to happen for everyone. What I do think is there are energetic portals or almost moments or events Mm -hmm. that we need to move through for our growth, that there are many ways for us to get there. Mm -hmm. So for example, talk about a lot of the the doomsday and the destruction timelines that are really prevalent in the spiritual community right now. And honestly, in the not spiritual community, people are like, it's the The world 2020 (laughs) has become a colloquial, like things that people are you know, saying with brevity to like kind of make themselves feel better, but there really is this feeling in the air of (laughs) something is shifting different. We will never be the same. And I think that whether or not we manifest very intense, concrete, um, 
events like, and ones that we have had the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, COVID-19 that has affected almost everyone on the earth or riots and um, just different protests that we've seen in America um, in June, like those were concrete events that evoked a lot of emotion and growth. I think spiritual growth for a lot of people involved in them. Um, I also think it's possible to get there without those physical intense events. And that maybe just maybe we are able to set our intentions and shift timelines so that we don't have to experience necessarily the worst case scenario or the, um, yeah, the, the doomsday events that we can move through things energetically without, without those things set in stone. Did that answer your question? (laughs) Yeah. And like, and then I was thinking as you were talking that like, you know, the, the thing where you're saying where it doesn't have to be so intense, um, it's like the that comes back to the importance of when we're present in every present moment, we get the signs and the signals. What is mm. best for me just in two minutes from now and then two minutes from then and then two minutes from then. And then that gives us more of a surety that we are actually on our timeline and we're a conscious participant in it because the other piece that I was thinking this morning when I was thinking about this was like children, right? So we have children, and we want to honor that they're on their own timeline, but then it's the timeline of the family, right? And then, so then like the family's timeline is this. And so then I was thinking that like, okay, and then once your kids leave the home, then they're like autonomous on their own timeline. And then if we like branch it out to the world's timeline and the fact that like the world needed to be shaken up maybe, and that's why we had the, the pandemic. And then, you know, it's just so interesting. Like your mind just wa- weaves and wobbles through all the concepts. <laughs> yeah. You, I think when I first was introduced to all of this and you get these, these downloads or this information and you go this moment of what is real, what, what, do my decisions matter? How much do they matter? That freak out moment of, am I doing the right thing and the wrong thing? And I think that's all part of the expansion into thinking of, are choices like this. But just like you were saying, being present in the moment, I truly do believe that big and small choices, whether they're thoughts, little concrete actions, they really do make a difference in terms of when we have an intention to get somewhere, we set our intentions. We can really take baby steps every day, moment, hour to make it, make it towards where we're going to, to get what, what we're trying to get. Um, and I think what was your answer to the question? Well, what I'm- do you think? Um, I think there's certain soul agreements that we have. So, okay. So here's what I, here's like my thought on our soul. And I don't know if it, how I'm going to weave it through into timelines, but like, I think that we have a certain soul contract, right? So certain things that our soul signs up for to experience here on earth. Um, what, you know, maybe very varied. And that's why people have such a very different experience, um, in, in their reality, even if their reality looks very similar to ours, it's going to be completely different because that's their experience. So I think there's certain major events in our life that our soul has signed up for, but maybe the events aren't written in stone. They're just remembrance pieces, like pieces along our timeline that clue us back in or redirect us. If we take that time, we step off, say in our 20s, we, you know, drink and experiment with drugs and that kind of pulls us off our timeline. And then maybe an event occurs that like wakes us back up and reminds us like, hey, you came here for something, but right, what path does that have to be? I don't think that's written in stone. And I think that is where the free will comes in. But I think we do have little 
direction markers along the way, which comes back being into the present moment. So we can be aware when those markers show up, maybe it doesn't have to be a huge catastrophe. It's something very simple because we're trying to be open, aware, and present. I think the big things happen when we've fallen asleep for too long and we need an alarm clock to go off. And sometimes that's jarring. <laughs> it's scary. It creates anxiety, you know, or, or if we think about the pandemic where it was triggering for me at the beginning, I... My reality didn't change very much. Um, couldn't go out as much, but like my my where I work, um, where I live, it was, it was all very much the same life, right? But then I was looking, and and there was a lot of people in the spiritual community like, I'm expanding, living my best life ever, blah blah blah, and I felt like that was slightly insensitive to some people who were really really experiencing hardships and struggles. But I also think that the pandemic is a beautiful example of like we're all on the pandemic timeline and yet every person's having a unique experience in that. Yep. Yeah. We all have a different, you could say relationship to this time and it has to do with your circumstances, but there are people who I think are taking the, the circumstances and just to use a, like a comment, they're making the best of them mm -hmm. and they're using them for their spiritual growth and they're not avoiding working through the things, the anxieties, the fears, the emotions that are being triggered by this pandemic. And then some people who are continuously avoiding the emotions and the experiences and putting it off, putting it off, putting it yeah. off. And I think that those are choices, whether or not you're facing those emotions that are right there in front of you to, to deal with. I think th that's the free will choice that can help get you on a timeline where you are living life with more ease and flow and comfortability or maybe to a place where it, you know, the worse it gets, the worse it gets. It's just, Oh God, I was furloughed from my job and now I can't. And I, uh, you know, and now the job's been canceled full time and I don't know where to go. And yeah. I'm losing friends because friends are moving away because uh, you know, all of the ways that our lives can spiral to really um, amplify an event. I think that it really matters how we emotionally react to these things that. that are in our faces. I love that yeah. of like, how do I take radical responsibility for whatever's coming up to the best of my ability and not, um, cause that's where, that's where the pain comes in is when we, and, and that's where I feel like the giant falling apart comes in or, or, you know, but then on the flip side, I know that some people, a lot of people are experiencing extreme hardship from, from the pandemic. And then you wonder yeah. like, before the pandemic, were there signs and signals of ways to be on a better path? Was it totally out of our control? One thing that tri is triggering for me in the watching the presidential debate, one thing that was really triggering for me, actually, to bring it back to that, not that we want to talk about it a lot, <laughs> but was, was the fact that these two men were standing up there acting like the American people are fucking stupid. And, th and that, I guess, is why I, I, I was, it was triggering to me in that, like, they, they treat us like, we're a bunch of children that they need to tell us, we're doing what's best for you and this is what's best. We're doing what's best for you and this is what's best. And, and for the pandemic, that's what's been triggering for me too is like that like that inability to make that free will choice of I'm going to make a conscious decision that I'm still going to open up my restaurant because I'm going to be safe and da 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 or, or I'm gonna still going to have my small business or I'm still, you know, whatever those things are that, you know, I guess that's why government triggers me sometimes. And I know we need these like parameters in place, but 
But I think like the true parameter is like, what if everyone in the world woke up and took radical responsibility for themselves in each and every moment, you know? And the timeline piece I love because it's like, do it, man, because it's your timeline and you have the option. Yes. Do what's in front of you. I think that is all of us. And I'm quoting a different spiritual teacher who said that, but he said, you know, if, if the entire world just did what was in front of them today, and I'll define doing what's in front of you, meaning stepping into the present moment, being brave and open enough to really deal with the emotional impact of all of the, yeah. the trauma and the, the events and the occurrences in your life. And if you're brave enough to do what's in front of you, if the whole world was, we'd be healed in an instant, yeah, you know, everyone right. just really own up. And I love that, um, Courtney, you've been speaking lately on the nonviolent communication. I know you've been releasing that through your podcast and tools like the nonviolent communication and others. If those things were taught to children or taught all of us when we were younger, if we were given this skill set, how much more equipped would we be to do these skills internally, but also have the language to then build communities, family units that, uh, that are all practicing these skill sets as well. Totally. And I love the skill set of like owning your reality, being responsible for how you feel in every moment and not looking. That's why I do love that communication because it's that like you don't look around and go like who's making me do this and who and I have to and like we take that out of it and we're like I have responsibility to myself and to others in each and every moment. And like I'm going to own it with how I speak and how I show up. Um, I have to tell you, Courtney, I am a fast talker normally. And my, my partner, my boyfriend, ever since oh. uh, hearing <laughs> you slowing down, her, her beautiful chairs, I'm really slowing down and choosing my words carefully. And I'm really trying to take accountability for all my feelings. And my partner's like, you're talking slow. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh, I'm better than okay. I am so responsible for myself <laughs> that I am, I am thinking. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I love it though because what if we like and and it's and it can look as like oh my gosh it's a chore or something like that or it's like wow how empowering what if we told our children that that you know their words affect others their words affect me their words affect their brother their sister and then as they go out in the community they affect ours because I remember you know in certain experiences um with certain parents who love their children so much um, Mm. that they haven't necessarily, but, but in that love, the boundary piece gets a little um, cloudy. Right. And so being around groups of highly conscious, loving, kind parents, and then the way the children speak or show up isn't necessarily super loving and conscious and kind because because the parents still feel like it's my responsibility to make sure that mm-hmm. everything's okay for that. And like, so I just love that piece where we give that responsibility to, to a small child, to a two, as soon as you start speaking, like yeah. words are a responsibility. Here's how you carry that responsibility out into the world. And then just with that, like how I speak is my responsibility. Now I'm walking out in the world, feeling a little bit more responsible for my emotions for myself and for how I affect others. Yeah. And I think also just the basics of identifying what a, an emotion is yeah. and that emotion to be moved through, right? you know, in our, 
in the ethers, but also in our physical body, we move, we are designed to move emotion and energy through us. It's been, you know, quoted as emotion is energy in motion, and it's supposed to move through us. And so I just remember being so little and not understanding that I was so angry. I just remember understanding, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of being three or four and thinking there's happy and not happy. And that was all I knew. But there's so much more nuance to that. And if I had had that structure where I could be like, well, I'm angry. And how do I do What's an appropriate way to deal with anger? And now I'm sad. And how how am I kind to myself while I'm sad? If I had started doing that when I was four, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have to be doing so much work now. (laughs) You don't have to be slowing down how you speak. (laughs) But but think about it. Like if we had conversations (laughs) with people where they were taking responsibility for themselves, it's the, it's like also the next step is then taking responsibility for the timeline you're on. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it would be a key integral step for our children. Like you're empowered. You have, you know, this relationship with yourself and with others. And this is your responsibility in the world for using words, which are powerful and language. And then, um, and then also showing them like you have the ability to decide like uh, is this the is this the year where soccer's on your timeline or football and then like mm-hmm. okay but we need to yeah. understand if we choose the soccer timeline it thinks you could get really into it and it could progress this way if we choose the football timeline you could get really into it and it could pro- progress that way and maybe it won't be a choice anymore after that maybe soccer will be totally off your timeline or football will be or maybe they'll come back together But I think like the reality of saying like every decision we make builds to the next experience, to the next experience. So all decisions are important, you know? Yeah, they really, they really are. And I'm saying, I'm thinking about wondering how I can convey concrete steps for making choices for like improving your timelines. And when you say improving, it's all relative to your intention right. and what, what we're trying to manifest and what we're really trying to live and, and breathe and how we're trying to be on, you know, in our experience, because the, I think the whole point, my whole point for being on the best timeline or the highest timeline, or however you want to say it, is we all just want to be happy. Right. <laughs> we want to feel safe and secure. So if you're listening to this and you're kind of confused about, oh, I want to make this happen and there's choices and there's, I'm overwhelmed. I always come back to this intention of taking a deep breath and, you know, saying like, I want to, I want to be happy and I want to spread happiness to others. Genuinely. How do I do that? Call in the the timeline or we, we might call it the highest timeline or the, the timeline that brings in the most joy and energy. Start with that simple prayer and that intention and then ask to be shown too. where in your life are there choices, decisions, or, just scenarios that are that are not playing up to that highest timeline that are kind of skewing your energy in a different way. And you know what I was thinking as you were saying that um, when you deal, you know, like with a group that we're involved in, or um, you've walked in the spiritual world for a while, this concept isn't very um, foreign to you. But I was picturing as you were speaking, the person who a light bulb goes on in their head, and they realize like, wait, I have a choice. I get to choose like how I want to feel in each moment. I get to choose, you know, how I want to be. And I just did a, I just recorded a podcast with David Lyon yesterday and he, and I love how much he talks about, oh my God, I I was like fangirling it up. Don't worry. I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) but he, yeah, it was, it was so fun. Um, but his whole thing 
it's so beautiful because it's not spiritually bypassing, but it is honoring that you have the, the right to feel joyful and um, lit up by life in every moment. And then I was really thinking as we were speaking timelines, like I've lived on a timeline that lit up my soul, but in that timeline, I had very little income, very little resources, for right. somebody else, that would have been a timeline of struggle and a timeline of hardship. Mm -hmm. For me, it was exhilarating. It was amazing. The fact that I walked to the spring, you know, to get my water for the day and I bathed and I didn't have hot water, but we bathed in a waterfall like that lit me yeah. up. But people would come and visit and be like, it's beautiful. I could never live down here. I would never want to live down here, you know? And I'd be like, oh, really? But then that's the beauty of the world. That like, and the, and the thing that scares me with, with a lot of the movements that are coming up in the world is like, can we move towards a place of positive change? Awesome. But can we make sure that we're still honoring every person's individuality in a really authentic manner? Because... It's scary to, to want so much um, legislation or structure around, like, around living. Like, that's the piece that with, like, even the debates and the politicians is, like, God, but I really just want to honor that every person, if they take the time, like, knows what's their timeline and that there's no scarcity because the timeline that I was living on, I used to think, I hope nobody discovers this place and like, and tons of people move down here. But the reality of it is people come to visit. They're like, this is cool for a weekend. And now I'm going back to my hot water, my cable TV, my telephone, all the things that for me was like, <laughs> eh, I don't want any of that. I come home and I breathe a deep breath of fresh air that I don't have any of those things. So like really honoring that everyone has a different timeline creates this expansion to be excited for who people are and not need to control them and say, well, my timeline is the, is the right timeline and everyone needs to be on this one. Giving the expansion to be like, there's so many and we can all be on our own. It makes it exciting. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. And there's that inherent belief in what you're saying that the resources of the universe are or of our world are endless and that we really do call forth everything that, um, that we ever see. And to that point, I don't know if anyone's ever listened to Abraham Hicks uh, as, um, as a channel, but what she brings through to this point is she says, look, look around your world, look around all of the physical things that we have. She says every single resource that, you know, you've ever seen with your physical eyes has come from this earth. Things aren't getting trucked in from other planets, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's what they say. They say, they say that everything right. has come from the earth and it's such an abundant, beautiful place. So when we have this finite thinking about places, lifestyles, resources, money, even it can limit what we, um, what's available to us on our own timelines. So there's a lot of work around here around shifting beliefs so that you do believe that anything is yeah. possible because I think that's kind of what we're saying here Courtney is that you can shift your time like anything is possible if you just kind of believe which I don't mean to say that in a way that's like hey everyone I've I've figured it out I've solved life like <laughs> just believe and it's all possible <laughs> no it's, it's not <laughs> But it's what you're saying is important because a lot of times we put our beliefs in can't happen, won't happen, I'm not good enough, um, my whole world's going to come crumbling down, you know, and I, 
I also am releasing now I'm just name dropping on my own podcast, but I have a podcast with Jesse Reed that comes out today, which is Wednesday. And um, so, but she's all about like, you know, hacking the matrix and jumping timelines. And mm-hmm. what's so cool is like, she, she likens it to you're sitting at a table and the universe comes up and it's taking an order. If you're, ta- mm-hmm. if you're the order that you're giving is, my car is going to break next week. I don't know how I'm ever going to pay for anything. I never have enough money. I, you know, I never did. I never that life is hard. I, you know, but, but life is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. Life is hard. Universe goes, okay, so you're ordering life is hard. Cool. Here you go. Here's the, here's the concept. Life is hard. Now, now you're living it. Great. You know, that's not to say one thing that I do love that she shares is that, um, that's not to say like, like when the secret came out and everyone thought like, I can only think super positive things. It's not that right. spiritual bypassing piece of like, I can only see, think super positive things. She actually invites people. And this is a practice that I really love because it actually in a weird way makes you feel better when you go, okay, worst case scenario, I'm laying in my bed at night. Worst case scenario is, you know, I lose my job. Okay. If I lost my job, what would happen? Okay. So at the end of that, I would still be okay. Cool. So I've looked at the worst case scenario. I'm not trying to pretend it's not there because we all know it's there. We all have that part of our mind that tells us it in the dark of the night. So it's cool to kind of like dive or, into it. Or we've had events in our life where it's happened before. Yeah, and we totally. have had the worst case scenario. We've had to play it out. I mean, this stuff is like, let's give credit to like, we've all been through some very serious mm-hmm. traumas one capacity or another. So it can be, I just want to give credence to it. It can be so hard to break those patterns and those thoughts when, when it's been very real and it's been very truthful. But I think what we're saying is that, or what we're agreeing upon is that just because something's been true and it has manifested before you have the power moving forward to shift out of that timeline. You don't have to keep playing with those beliefs or playing in those realms if you don't want to. Right. It is possible. It's possible. It is possible to shift. And I, and I also love, like, I guess this is why I asked you that question earlier about the big events on our timelines, because one thing that I also love to tell people, and I like to believe for myself is if I, to the best of my ability, have been present and aware in every moment in, you know, that I can, which is, it's very hard to be present 24 hours a day. So I'm not going to tell my listeners that I'm even nearly there. But having that (laughs) presence, having that every morning I meditate and I check into what is or, you know, just having those moments in my day where I really drop into being present. Um, So what I believe, I guess, when it comes to timelines and challenges is if we drop into each moment and we're truly present and we're open and aware to what the universe needs to show us and a challenge occurs, well, Mm. instead of going, dropping to the floor, this challenge happened, oh my God. I was doing so great. Now something negative has shown up in my life. All the work I've done has been for nothing. I'm going to be a puddle on the floor and cry. Now, I will tell every person I've been a puddle on the floor and cried my fair share in in my life, 110%. But what this has (laughs) happened to help me do is like when these now obstacles occur, I might still have to kick a wall and, and cuss for five minutes or you know whatever like release it it and feel it for sure and I don't want to say don't feel it because that is really powerful but then if I can jump into the mindset of I've been open present and aware this challenge is here to serve me how is this challenge serving Mm -hmm. me how can I view it from that perspective The, the the difference is if I just jump into oh yay 
okay, a challenge is here. How has it served me? And I don't feel all the feelings. Then I don't know how, how like, you know, I think it's important to feel the anger, the disappointment, the, the sadness, the rage, the whatever the, the thing is that that challenge comes in. But then taking a deep breath so, and going, okay, okay, cool. You're here. You're here. And all right. Like I, I've, I've thought about worst case scenario. You're, you're maybe not even the worst case scenario. So now I'm into solution mode. How am I going to rise to this challenge? And then learn more things about my soul and my life and my experience. And maybe this challenge, when I get to the other side of it, the rainbow bridge that I've been dreaming of is there, but this is a troll standing in front of it, asking me, do you really want to cross that rainbow bridge? You know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And what we're really talking about here is the belief that is life happening to you or is life happening for you? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you could really come and we all have our moments where we're moving through victim mentality, where we are victims and where we're really experiencing huge pain and struggle. But if you can work through that and then come out and center yourself and say, okay, I heard once and I'm going to choose to believe this time that actually (laughs) some podcast once said that this challenge, (laughs) it's here for me. It's not just here because life sucks. And I'm yet again a victim. This is here for me. Okay, let me play with that. How is this here for me? How can I move that, play with that idea? How can I call in some more energy, guidance, different practices, books, people, conversations, things that are going to help lift me into a place where I can understand that, oh, shoot, like I really did grow from this and now I can take steps forward. And once you start really playing and saying, okay, universe, like you're here for me, I think that's when it gets so empowering so much fun. And that's when the universe steps up its game and it's like, oh, you want answers? Here are answers. Yes. <laughs> Here's I, this workshop. Yes. Here's I love that. I love it. And I mm-hmm. got this visual of like the challenge is the invitation to check in with yourself on your timeline. Like, is this the timeline I want to be on? Okay, now I'm on this love. challenge. And this is like actually an opportunity for me to say, like, yeah, I don't want to deal with this challenge because this timeline sucks and I'm ready to be off of it. Okay, what do I want to come into my life? Now, like, now let me dream and let me, um, let me infuse this with a texture of like joy, expansion, and excitement so that timeline that I'm calling in is a timeline of joy, expansion, excitement, and I can jump up over this obstacle, you know? <laughs> And let's do the best case scenario. We did the worst case scenario. Let's let ourselves also dream and live in that best case scenario place and really feel that. Yeah. But it's really important to note that I think when we're sitting, looking at our lives and you're in a place where some areas you're really unhappy with, some you're really happy with, the world is in crisis. We have an election (laughs) coming up. (laughs) You don't know what it's going to look like in a year, you know, for some people, you want to start to just play with the idea that you really have the power to shift and that you can call in, you know, what you need at that time to really, you know, make that expansion. I think it's the best place to live because my world changed exponentially when I started to think this way. I'm one of the many things I met you, Courtney, I met brilliant friends who I have so much fun um, like expanding into the spiritual world about, and you, you really do find the people in the medicine and the, the the resources that you need when you need them to help you expand. And I think when you were saying that, what I was really thinking too is like the pain of when 
we don't let go of one timeline and we're trying to jump onto another one. And so that's Ooh. painful because, <laughs> yeah, like on this timeline, it might be people, it might be a location, it might be a routine that you've done for a really long time. Like, let's say you're breaking up with somebody. Well, that's like a painful <laughs> split, you know? And like, it's just important to realize that like, when we're holding on to the timeline that we're not wanting to be on anymore and we see the timeline we do want to be in, that's where we feel like that contrast and, and that like disease or pain within ourselves of like, oh, like I see it and I want it, but I mm, do I want to let go of this? And I think that beautiful trusting piece of realizing like, okay, soul, you're, 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 you're in charge. You're guiding me. I am along. Like, here I come. <laughs> I promise to show up, be present and do what's asked of me and you can manifest the miracles. That's, yes. that's the deal. That's what we're. <laughs> and I love that because as opposed yeah. to like asking for someone outside of you to take care of you, it's trusting like yourself on a deeper level and then diving into that, like that soul spiritual side. And, and I know as a parent, like that's been a huge breath of relief for me as a parent of like, oh, you have your own soul connection. I just need to like foster that safe container for you to grow and expand and bloom in. But like, I don't need to lay awake and worry about what's going to happen when you're 16 and you're in a car and this happened. Like, I don't need to do that. I just need to like realize like you're, you know, you're on your own thing and I honor you and here I am here and I honor that. And so, yeah, I just, that, that time, cause I look back over my life of like a, a quick move or a quick decision. And there are people that were in my life for a very long time that just fall out of it. And I look back sometimes and I'm like, Oh, that's sad. Like I, I had, I loved them. We had a good relationship, but in some way, like, and so I honor that, like you served me, it was beautiful to be in your life. And now like our timelines have changed. And if I try to hold on to this, what am I preventing from coming, you know? And oftentimes when we try and hold on to those people, places or jobs or whatever that have fallen out of our life, you, you know, it, it naturally kind of comes to an end, maybe abruptly. Like yeah. you're saying, we hold on to the old timeline, trying to control the outcome. Oftentimes when we feed into those friendships and those places and those jobs, it, it ends up it not resonate. serving us. Yeah. It, nine times out of 10, it'll energetically drain us or it kind of just gets a little bit worse. So that's um, a nice way to reflect too, that the universe is all most of the time subtly letting us know if you realize we can get those keys, yeah. um, the square peg fit into the round hole of what they thought they were going to get, but now they don't have access to, right? They're the ones who suffered more emotionally from that struggle. Oh, yeah. but what I want to say is we can get angry about that. We can look down and be like, you know, say it. one of my favorite podcasts is your one. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate your support. In order to build this community one beautiful mama at a time, I would love it if you could share with anyone you feel called to, like, and subscribe. It also wouldn't hurt to leave an amazing review. That way we can get this healing message out to as many moms as possible. If you'd like to know more about what I'm up to, check out my website, mominterrupted.net. Also, feel free to drop me a line with any questions or comments at paratoryc at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the show notes. Enjoy and have a beautiful day. Aloha.